Thank you for listening to the Forefront Church Podcast. We are a gospel-driven church in Southwest Denver. Our focus is to help people find their way back to God. We do this through loving God, loving others, so that together we can change the world. This show is hosted by Drew Tarwater, and I'm Rob Blasey. Drew. Rob, I'm good, man. How about you? Really? Are you good, Drew? You know what? I am doing pretty good. Pretty good? I'm doing pretty good. You know, we're trying to be conservative, you know, but at the same time, I'm trying to support my local, my local small businesses. Right. You know, so during a a time like this, you know, I'm I'm trying to find all of the really tasty corner um, restaurants and cafes that I can get to go orders from (laughs) for, for lunch and dinner. (laughs) <laughs> I haven't started doing the carry out thing yet. I'm like, I'll keep having my eggs. I'll, right. I'm starting to eat stuff that I don't, you know what? If I don't eat it, yeah. it'll go bad. So might as well eat it. That's up. what we did, man. Last week, every day we, we got the pantry compl- almost completely down. And then I realized that that might not be the best thing to do right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I'm at least stocked up on vegetable soup. That's good. And I got some New England clam chowder. Right. I can only eat New England clam chowder now that I know Tom Brady is no longer in New England. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> uh, that's a whole nother interesting, yes, interesting yes, world. It is. He's out of yeah. my division. Uh, Bye. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so. no, that's good. How about you guys? How are you, how are you doing right now, man? Uh, interesting world. You know, wedding planning. If you right. if you thought planning a wedding is difficult, try uh, unplanning a wedding. Unpl- yeah. Well, the wedding's still happening, but right. everything changes. Yes. And so it's it's interesting. Everyone we've talked to has been great. It's yeah. amazing that people have reached out, asked how we're doing with That's good, the, man. And every, everything with it. Yeah. So thank you for everyone who's, you know, said yeah. it, you know, and had concerns. So one of the things like talking to Samantha, Samantha's my fiance, if you don't know. So is when we've talked, we just go, we want to be like, how can we show Christ in a situation that's right. just really uncertain? And it's tough because not that, but like now we're dealing with people, you know, with the vendors, with the venue, the caterers, the yeah. flowers, photographer, right. DJ, all these people go, uh, I thought it was like, we want to be the people when they talk to go, they're good people to right. deal with. You like, want them to answer your calls. Well, not just that, but like it's, I think in life there's a lot of like where it's like, Hey, you know, it's my consumer, right? It's right. my consumer, right? But it's like, yeah. you also have a consumer. If there's a right, there's a responsibility. Yep. You go, what's my responsibility to be a good consumer? Yeah. Is that when things change and no one saw this coming. I mean, exactly. As a pandemic, like Samantha and I joke going like, <laughs> it's like of all the things you worry about in a wedding, like the wedding is supposed to be on a Friday at 530, right. just outside of Denver. So you're going traffic, traffic, is weather, is it going to snow? You're not going, yeah. I wonder if there's going to be a global pandemic. I know exactly. The I don't last think, thing you thought about. I've talked to a few people. I don't think even wedding insurance covers that. <laughs> it's like I'm pretty sure it's like I mean, there's like as a global pandemic on yeah. excluded. Oh yeah, mm. ah, wish I would have known. Right, and so and Samantha's always one to yeah. buy the insurance on stuff. I'm always like, we're at Best Buy. I'm like, no, don't buy the insurance. Don't we don't need that six dollar protection plan. Nope. Right, and so it's just one of those where you go, but how can we be the people? Like right. how how can we be the customer? Yeah, that I would want if I own the business. Exactly. Yeah, and, the golden rule, right? Treat people like you want to be treated. Yeah, and just like because like you never know where the conversations may lead, and you never know the stuff they're getting beaten down every day. Like they're going, I want to keep my business open maybe for yeah. the next six months. Exactly. You know, yeah. how am I going to keep it open? Like yeah. they might be going, I don't know if I'm going to be around when the wedding is going to be there. If things keep going the way they are. And so you just want to be, I mean, all, I mean, Samantha and I love each other. We're going to get married one way or the other. Right. Rain so or shine. It's like, it, virus, no virus. Yeah. It's like, 
that you know, but it's the event that you want to share with your yeah. close friends and family. Exactly. And when you when also yeah. you're going, hmm. Right. And and I think that's a man, it's a it's it's a perfect illustration that leads us into our topic for today, right? Okay. How do you really love your neighbor? Oh. Right? It's, especially when they're like you're now stuck next to them. Yeah. Yeah. Or you happen to have difficult conversation with wedding vendors because yeah. there's a global pandemic and everything's shut down for eight weeks. Right. You know? Yeah. So how, you know, it's, it's this, this moment where we're all stuck at home, right? You're, you're in very close proximity with your spouse if you're married or with your kids if you have kids or, or, you know, whatever it may be. And you're now trying to get some fresh air outside. You're probably seeing your neighbor more. Yeah. In like, the next eight weeks. Who's that stranger walking the dog over there? That, right. That's the neighbor. Yeah, that's Rob. We've lived next to him for 10 years. What? <laughs> oh, well, I, yeah. thought, I thought he was a little skinnier. <laughs> I, he was. <laughs> He's been sitting on that couch too much. <laughs> yeah, but think about it, Rob. You and I are probably going to have more conversations with our neighbors in the next two months than we maybe had in the last two years. How crazy is that? You know? it, it is really, it's really crazy. Can, and, I, can I be honest about something, Drew? Yeah. So it's a good, it's a place for honesty. It's, I'm, this is really Drew. I don't know if you realize this. This is really just my therapy session. I, I figured I've, I've hijacked these podcasts. Just going, <laughs> I get the passer for, Hey, it's okay. I'm going to just sit for at here. least 20, 22 and a half minutes. Right. right? I'm going yeah. like, to just take this for my time <laughs> and we'll share it. It's okay. Yeah, that's right, man. So my neighbors came over cause we had a, my condo clean, getting ready to sell it. Yeah. And neighbors are looking, Oh, this is great. This is great. And two, two of the neighbor ladies come taking a look at it. I couldn't tell you their names. Either one of them. Right. And then one of them's my neighbor for like two years. Yeah. Nicest lady in the world. It's like if she was your grandma or, your, you know, yeah. whatever, you'd be like, oh, this is great. You know, you're like, right. Couldn't tell you her name. And I'm like, oh, the Rolodex is flying through my head. I'm like, no, it's not coming to me. And I couldn't even tell you what they were, what the names were. I'm like, I feel so bad right now. Hey, you're not alone, man. You are not alone. Well, and that's the reason at church we call each other brother and sister because we can't remember their names. Yep. You know, so, I, but calling it na- the neighbor lady and the neighbor guy. But, and they knew my name, though. Oh, nice. So that's terrible. I feel even worse. I was like, oh, crap. I should have known this. And see, what a cool opportunity you now have to try to rack your brain for the next two weeks until you see him again to get the name right. Oh, it's like, and you, would they even take cookies on a, on this? Like, mm, I don't know how he made those. Mm. Like, yeah, remind me your name. Is it uh, M- 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 Mary? Got it. That's I thought it was Mary. We're gonna see. So you know, you know, you know the greatest thing about now. See, I've been I was a single guy for years, and I met Samantha. My before Samantha days, I call my BS days. But now it's great that when I, you know, having Samantha is what I do. I'd be like. You do partial the introduction. Oh, yeah. Like, if like, hey, I, if is, I didn't remember your drill, I'm like, this is my. I'm like, hey, this is my fiance, Samantha. And she's like, oh, hi, Samantha. I'm Samantha. And then you wait. And then you wait. And then you're like, oh, oh yes. hi, I'm I know Drew. It well. And you're going, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> you're right, man. Hey, but you know, hey, now we're going to, we got, we got to get the Rolodex right because we're going to be having a lot more conversations. Oh, man. You know, so I think um, it, it's a good question. How do we really love our neighbors now? Especially, Rob that a lot of us are stuck at home and many people are on the edge, right? Your kids, if you have kids at home and you're helping them virtually through, you know, do virtual school, or maybe you're frustrated because you, things at work have, have a lot of uncertainty, right? You're not, oh, you had yeah. a deal that was, you had a sale that's getting ready to go through that's stalled out, or you're taking a thousand phone calls a day from home now and whatever your job is. And it's easy for us to be short, right? Especially if you're on the phone with somebody, it can be short, if your neighbor's outside and you know your neighbor wants to talk, but you really don't want to talk, and so you're because you're frustrated, you want to sneak back inside, oh, yeah. or you're getting takeout from Garbanzos down the road, and you are really short with that guy. And how do we as Christians really love our neighbors when we're in a, a 
frustrating season of life. So that's what I want to talk about today. There's a lot of ways people are just like stepping on each other's toes, there is, whether it's on yeah. in person or even online, like the right. social media, like people just, yeah. people want to be upset at everybody. It's always exactly. someone else's fault. Yeah. And it is. This, is. this is my one little almost political statement is that, that when someone goes, oh, they should have known this was happening. They didn't take it seriously. You know, now we're all in this. And we go like, what would you do six months ago to prepare yourself to right. be in a situation that may go sideways? Yeah. Did you have enough toilet paper? Did you, did you, do you have a stock that pantry? Did you have a savings yeah. account? Do you, were you, are you in this position? It's like you're, you're blaming everybody else when really like it's our responsibilities, you know, to, you know, it's for, to take care of our families. Right. It's no one else's responsibility. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that you're, you're hitting it on the head because I think one of our temptations when we're frustrated like this and we're stuck is we're either attempting to be a doomsday person, yep. a conspiracy theory person, I got my or yeah, harsh and critical person, right? So we're ripping on the president, we're ripping on the CDC or, oh, this is the end of the world kind of situation. Oh, yeah. Doomsday is coming, you know? Um, and so I think we can temp be tempted to fall into one of those camps. But I think if I'm reading the Bible right, Jesus has called us to be the light of the world instead. Stop being so optimistic. And, <laughs> and as the light of the world, um, we need to be pointing people to God and be focused and, and positive. And so I think that is the biggest challenge. You know, I love the, uh, the text in Matthew 22. So Matthew ch chapter 22, Jesus is talking to the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Um, and you know, he's just, they're, they're trying to, they're trying to catch him up in a lie, right? They're trying, right. or not in a trial, they're trying to trap him. You know, so they're asking about paying taxes to Caesar and all those kind of things. They're talking about the resurrection. And did you ever know the difference between a Pharisee and a Sadducee? Spelling. So the spelling, the Pharisees believed, um, that, um, um, the Pharisees believed in the resurrection. The Sadducees didn't. Hmm. And that's why they were sad. You see? Oh, jeez. I had to give you the old pastor yeah, joke there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so then the Pharisee tried to um, come after Jesus and ask him, hey, what's the greatest commandment of the law? Yeah. You know the text, Matthew 22. Jesus says this. He says this in verse 37. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Verse 38. This is the great and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Mm -hmm. Right? So we know we hear this and we're like, okay. Sometimes we're like the Pharisees. Well, who's my neighbor, right? Is it my buddy at church? Is it my buddy Rob? Or is it truly the guy that lives next door? That's the question. Right. The answer, is right? that a proximity question? Yeah, exactly. Is it somebody that, that I like, somebody that I don't like? And now you and I were stuck in our homes with our neighbors. And every time we want to walk outside, say you want to go outside and, and get some fresh air, take the dog for, dog for a walk, whatever it is, now you've got these neighbors that you're going to be seeing a lot of. Are they the ones we're supposed to truly love? And I think Jesus would say, absolutely. I, I, it looks that way. <laughs> it does. And so I guess that's the question is, how do we show the hope of Christ in tough times when we're frustrated and we really don't um, want to spend a lot of time talking with our neighbors? Yeah, no. So here's the, so I like talking to people. Clearly. <laughs> um, so here, you know what my fun tricks is when, pe when people start getting short? What's that? Is you start answering more, ask more open-ended oh, or right. answer open-ended yes. questions. Yes. For them. Because if I, if, if I go, hey, Drew, how are you doing? What are you up to? And you go, typical answer is like, I'm good. I'm just really busy. Right. You hear the busy word a lot. And that's one of my pet peeve oh, yeah. words. So then I've learned how to answer it differently. It's like, and I, I learned it from somebody else. It's not me. I'm not this smart. Yeah. Is where you go, hey, 
I just finished up basketball season. It was a great season. I'm looking forward to getting on my bike and riding my yes. bike more. Yeah. And then so you give them something you're just excited you finished and something you're looking forward right. to or something you're doing. It's a good tip. And, yeah. then, and so then what it does is someone like you goes, oh, I love to ride my bike. Yeah. Why don't you come out on a bike ride yeah. with me sometime? It opens the door. Right. But if you just go, I'm busy. Yeah. I'm busy. It opens the door to friendship. It opens the door to relationships. Oh, yeah. It opens the door for us to become the church. Right. Yeah, man. No, I love that. You know, and I think Jesus called us to be the light of the world. He has called us to love our neighbors as ourselves, right? Which mm-hmm. means to put others first. So what does that look like? How do we actually live that out in a frustrating situation, especially when we're all homebound? Our routines are just Our broken. routines are broken. Right. Yeah. All of those things. And I, I think... Some- they're trying to done watching Lord of the Rings. Right. I have, I have watched I, I, my binging of Netflix. There's no more shows for me to watch. <laughs> I've literally watched them all. It's time for me to dust off some old books, I guess. Right. But, you know, I think there's a cool. This is a really good book I can recommend to you. Yeah. It's called The Bible. Oh, it's a good one. And I'm actually going to quote from it right now. <laughs> okay. But I think that, that, that Paul in 1 Corinthians 13 gives yeah. us a really good okay. glimpse in how we can show the love of Jesus to our neighbors. Now, when I say 1 Corinthians 13, what do you think of? Isn't that what they always use in weddings? That's that. Yeah. 1 Corinthians 4 um, verses uh, or 1 Corinthians 13 verses 4 through 7 are like your, your um, sequential wedding verses. You, we've probably all heard it a hundred oh, times yeah. at weddings. I've actually, you know, I've, I've read it at weddings before. Um, but what, you know, and I've told you about Dr. Alan Tomlinson, my favorite professor at seminary. He used to always say that actually first Corinthians 13 is actually better for funerals than weddings. And I would, we would always shake our heads, but what he was talking about was that really first Corinthians 13 is all about how we as Christians should be treating each other. So it's not a bit just about how you should treat your honey or your sweetie or your wife. It's about how we should treat each other within the context of community. And here's what Paul says. Paul says this. He says, love is patient and kind. Mm -hmm. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It's not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. Verse 7, love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. It's a beautiful verse, and as Dr. Tomlinson said, it's still good for weddings. So don't feel bad. It's still good for weddings. <laughs> All right. I'll but, keep that one on the list. Yeah, so if, if, that one's, if that one's on the list, it's good. But the picture you get is how do we truly love our neighbor? This is how. It's through being patient, right? Yeah. It's through being kind. It's through being humble. It's through not insisting that it's our way, but it's rejoicing in truth and, and bearing alongside one another. And so Paul gives us this really cool picture of like, we're in a moment where we're, where we're frustrated. We're in a moment where we're just like, feel like we're locked in. So this is how we treat our spouse. This is how we treat our kids. This is how we talk on a phone to our customers or our coworkers, mm-hmm. you know? And this is how you treat the guy next door who's taking his dog out to the bathroom the same time you're going to go for a hike or a walk or a run. Yeah, no, it's one of those where, how do you be that person that, like, the church got kicked out of the church right now we you know you're right. not, not meeting so it's like now we're yeah the church is in the community yeah it's like are people gonna go like oh there's that church goer hiding in the you know in the corner which i'm not saying don't i mean whatever they science and doctors and you know they're saying with you know spacing and social distancing whatever proximity i'm not saying don't believe that that's not at all what i'm saying is but you know are you the neighbor that someone goes boy i'm just glad drew's my neighbor right now. right it's like right. The, the phrase that people use at church a lot it's like what would the community think if the church left? 
Yeah. And right now we kind of, in, in some form, it kind of has. Right. Well, and it's such a good point, man, is like, does your neighbor think that, hey, the guy next door, he's a Christian, you know, I need something or I have a question do or they feel comfortable knocking do they, on the yeah, door. Are they going to come to you? You know, right. knowing that, hey, this guy might have an answer or this guy's probably got a cup of sugar or a roll of toilet paper right. that he can share with me during this time. Yeah, it's where um, it's like, how do you how do you be that person that when you're in the community? Like, so I had a friend years ago who was looking to move. He's you know, he got yeah. a, he got a promotion at work. He's moving up in his career. and He goes, I can finally kind of get the house or move into the house that, you know, him and his wife have kind of been looking for. And in the dilemma he had, which was I never thought of. Now I'm in my early 20s at the time, so I'm just happy to get an apartment that, right, you know, that doesn't right. stink, right? <laughs> so, but he goes, "We really like our neighbors, and when you move, you don't know what you're going to get. That's not on the right. MLS report. That's nope. not on any of these it, reports. Exactly right. It's like the, you can't get a review of how are the neighbors in that community. Yeah. So you go." He's like, if you, he's like, they actually stayed in the house they were at for a couple of years because they just really loved their neighbors and they didn't, yeah. they didn't want to give up that community. Right. So like, our, how do we build that community yeah. in our neighborhoods? Because now the church, instead of inviting people in the church, it still might be the backyard. Right. Exactly right. And if you think about it, Rob, we have one of probably the most unique opportunity that, that the church has had in at least your and my adult lifetimes, right? right? You know, there, we have a chance to truly be the church because we've gotten really good at being in the church on Sunday. It's easy to show up at 10. It's easy to be in the church, right? right? But now we have this cool opportunity to be the church and our neighbors that Jesus called us to love and to be the light of the world to are now sitting in their homes a door or two away. And we have a captive audience not to go shove it down their throat, but not to like go shove the gospel down their throat, but to open the door to show kindness and to care and pray that God uses that to open a gospel conversation. Right. You know, I love what Paul says in Philippians two. He's talking about Jesus example of humility and he's telling the church. He said, um, he said, you know, if, if there's any encouragement in Christ, any comfort and love or participation in the spirit, complete my joy of being in the same mind, having the same love and being in full accord with one another. So he's like, he's like saying, Hey church, think alike. And then he says here in verse three of chapter two, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourself. Verse four, let each of you look not only to his own interests, mm -hmm. but to the interests of others. So he, he said, Hey, you know, don't be selfish, show humility and see how you can serve other people. Isn't that an amazing command? It is, you know, just see, cause you've got people, you live in an apartment complex. I live in a row of townhouses. Yeah. In our, just you're in your and my little sections, we have 10, 20, 30 people that all have needs that we can meet some of those needs, mm -hmm. but we have to um, have the humility to step outside of our door and go ask them first and to start those conversations. It's scary, but it's what Jesus did. So here's another trick with talking to people. Once again, it was in a book. Yeah. I'm not that smart to figure this out on my own, but it makes sense. I haven't really tried it yet, but I will because it sounds like a fun challenge. Yeah. So if you, when you're, you're moving in a new house, right? Right. Your neighbors will probably come over, greet you at some point. Hey, I'm your neighbor. I mean, you know, and they'll always say something nice. Well, let me know if you need anything. Yes. Let me know if you need anything. You'll probably say same here. Same yeah. here. Right? Yeah. Right. But guess what? They'll probably never come over and ask for a favor because they yep. don't know you. Right. So how do you break that wall down? Tell me you need something. Yeah. You knock on their door going, Hey, sorry, I'm the new guy. I, you know, can I, you know, 
my broom handle just busted or right. whatever. Or my, yeah. I need a rake real quick. I just have, I lost it in the move. Do you mind if I borrow yours real quick? And they go, oh, well, yeah, sure. That's easy. And that's it's a good something tip. easy. Then guess what? You go you do it. You return it quickly. You get done with it. Yeah. And they go, then they need something. They go, well, I already drew, let Drew borrow my rake. Yeah. I can go over there and ask him if he's yeah. got something. Exactly. And so it, bre- it's a good it breaks tip, it breaks the wall down. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's counterintuitive. He's going, I'm going to get them to trust me. Or to break, yeah. you know, start having the conversation by asking them for something. Yes. And, you know, have it be something simple. And it, I'm not saying just go ask people for random things. Which <laughs> would be funny. Remember that trade up? I start with a trade up with a penny and see right. where it comes up. See with. where it comes, yeah. But, like, it's, you know, at, you know, if you're actually honestly in need of something for help and you go, I bet if I go over there, pro- it's easy. They I probably it. have it. It's such a good idea, man. And, and especially right now, you know, right. when we probably all are missing something. You know, right. hey, can I get a cup of sugar? Can I get a. Roll toilet paper. Can I get? Can I borrow your broom? Do you have a can of soup? Right, can yeah. of soup. Yeah, exactly. So can it, I get fifty bucks? You know. <laughs> yeah, it's an amazing opportunity for us to be the church and to live to live that out. Yeah. And you know, it's one, people are stepping on toes, and I would just challenge anyone to go, hey, you know what? Take a deep breath. Yep. You know, it's amazing what happens when you just slow down. It is. And you just go. Right. When you focus on God, you go. It's not about me. Yeah. Does you know protect your family, do yeah. the right things, you know stuff like that. Yeah. But that moment someone asks for this, that need, you never know when it's going to come back. Yeah. And it's like when God says He's in control and all these things, it's, it's a bigger picture. We always go, "What about my four hundred one k? What about this? What about this?" Like, right. That's that's fine. Those are things things you work for, and yep. you know take take some pride and nothing wrong with that. But you go. Those are all good. It's dust when it comes to what's going to be in heaven. Exactly. And you know, and I think for us to truly be the church, to be the light yeah. and to love our neighbor as ourselves, we can't wait for people to knock on our door to ask. Yes. You know, we have to go and be the ones that offer. And I, and I think, you know, what Paul, as Paul finishes this Philippians two, this text here in Philippians two, he says this in verse five, he says, have this mind among you, right? This idea of humility and putting other people's interests first, have this mind among you, which is yours in Christ Jesus. And then he gives us this beautiful picture of the gospel that Jesus stepped out of his comfort zone and put us first and gave his life for us. And they gave us an example for how you and I can step out of our comfort zone and put others first and give ourselves a much less cost for them. And so what a cool chance it is to go next door to our neighbor and say, hey, my next door neighbor's Dean on one side. Hey, Dean. Hey, man, what do you need? Well, can I, can I go to the store and get you something? You know, Especially now, like, hey, I'm running the store. Do you need anything? Right, exactly right. Or the guy two doors down that I don't know his name that, you know, I just, we nod at each other when they come out. Right. Like, hey, I'm Drew. Sorry, I haven't came by to say hello before, but hey, I'm running to the store. Can I get you something? Yeah. And, and step out of our comfort zone and be sacrificial. And God will use that to open some really cool doors and to start some really cool conversations. Absolutely. If they want to find more information about Forefront Church, where do they go, Drew? Yep, they can just go to ForefrontChurch.tv. We've got a ton of information about our church and, and different ministries and different ways that can connect. And right now, it's kind of hard to come visit us on Sundays uh, just because we are um, currently doing everything online. So uh, tune in online on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m., um, to our, our live stream. Uh, you can catch us at, on, on our Facebook page, Facebook Live, or catch us at our website um, at 10 a.m. So, so tune us in. Um, let us know you're watching and send us a note, and we'd love to be praying for you. At forefrontchurch.tv. That's F O R E, front, 
church.tv. Yeah, we exist to help people find their way back to God, and we do that by helping show people the love of Jesus Christ. And so uh, tune in, check us out, and as always, Jesus, be big in our lives, in our church, and in our world. God bless.